What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Friday, May 11th. Uh, I am in Syracuse, New York, and I am happy to announce that it is not gloomy, cloudy, or raining, which it usually always is every time I come to western New York. I got out here yesterday. Once again, it was drizzling and just shitty, but today the sun is out, so I'm in a good mood today. Um, and I usually like the bad weather, but every time you're far away from home in the middle of New York or western New York, it's really fucking depressing. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever been to Buffalo, but when you drive to Buffalo, New York, the sun just stops at the border. It's like God does not want those people to be happy. So, uh, Syracuse is, is nice today. That's not the case. So I'm sitting here from my hotel room doing the podcast. I apologize about um, not having a podcast up last week, but a lot of things have happened, which I will talk to you guys about, I will catch you up on, and uh, we will go, this is episode number 61, and uh, I think now we will be back to the regularly scheduled programming. Uh, Well, what happened to me? I'll tell you guys what happened. I uh, became a father once again to a beautiful little baby girl. Uh, my little girl, Sophia Aaron Verzi, was born on Monday, April 30th, and uh, everybody bet on what her weight was going to be, and uh, guess what, people? I was right. I called it seven pounds, three ounces. That's what her daddy was. Um, I was seven pounds, three ounces. My son was seven pounds, four ounces, and um, she she's great. She's healthy. Uh, my wife is doing great. Everybody's doing great. Uh, I want to thank everybody for the well wishes. I couldn't believe the amount of people that contacted me. It was uh, pretty crazy and amazing all at the same time to get that many Twitters and that many uh, or tweets, whatever you want to call it, Facebook and, and everybody just uh, with their well wishes. So my, my wife and I uh, felt that support and love. We appreciate it. And it's a beautiful thing, man. Um, what can I say? You know, it was... It was awesome, she, and she's a great baby, already kind of sleeping better than my son did, um, which shouldn't be hard because even though my son is great when he's awake, he's just not a good sleeper, um, but my uh, daughter so far, she's kind of like daddy was. Um, I, you know, you know, it's funny. My mother told me that when I was a baby, I would actually sleep so much. I love sleep, man. Like, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm a sleeper. Like, I love to sleep and rest and lay down. You know, I'm like Seabiscuit. That's why I love Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit was a horse that was lazy, loved to just lay down, chill out, relax. But then when it was time for business, just fucking went nuts at it. And that, that's kind of how I am. But I do like to rest. And it looks like my daughter likes to eat and just kind of sleep and chill out. So uh, she's taking after me. But my mom said that when I was little, I would actually... Um, like sleep so much her friends thought there was something wrong with me like I would take a nap from like 10 a.m and go to like three or four and then wake up stay up for a few hours eat dinner and then still go to bed and sleep through the night so like it was weird but um I guess that explains a lot about today how I am in uh in present time but uh she seems like a great baby she's beautiful she kind of looks like my son um, but obviously with the more of the female type, like she's like, her face is a little more narrow than my son's, her hands and feet, obviously different, but I could see that resemblance. So I think she's going to be, um, you know, a version of my son, maybe with darker hair. She came out with a full head of black hair, which my son is blonde and blue eyes. So she may take after me and be the, the brown hair or black hair and, and blue eyes or brown eyes. We don't know, but, um, it's been awesome. You know, she's, she's awesome to just hang with. And my son is, uh, he's dealing with it, you know, he's kind of, you know, he has his moments where he has his Charlie Sheen breakdowns where you're just like, why is he doing this? And then you realize, but, uh, he, he'll come out of it. He's, he's, he, for, for how young he is, he's dealing with it pretty well. So, so, uh, yeah. So that's why I didn't do a podcast last week. People fuck off. All right. That was a little, that took priority. Um, so I got a lot of, I, I got a lot of stuff to catch up on. Um, some shows that I did, um, I was at, uh, Gotham Comedy Club, and it was a great show, and a crazy night happened, so I'm gonna get into this right now, but I'm at Gotham Comedy Club, uh, performing on the Comedy Juice show, 
uh, this past Tuesday. And Comedy Juice, excellent produced show. One of the top produced shows in, in the country. They pack it out. They do it in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, really big-name comedians come out for it. And um, I was, uh, you know, had the pleasure to, to be on a couple of them. Uh, last week was, uh, or this past week was, um, it was Dean Edwards. Uh, it was Joe Matarese, myself, David Tell, and then... Um, a couple of uh, you know, a couple of newer comics were on the show, but it was just really a great, great time, great, you know, just a great atmosphere for a Tuesday night in New York City, which you rarely get. You know, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, pretty much anywhere in comedy are usually light, but these guys just have such a big following for shows. So we go out there, we do it. Great time. Um, also, shout out to uh, Jesse May. Uh, Peluso for putting me on her show. She runs a show called The Comedy Punch, which is also a Tuesday show. It's a free show at the one-in-one bar in Manhattan downstairs. Such a cool little room. She puts on a show there on Tuesday nights, and she uh, let me go in there and run some new material and run some jokes before I did the Gotham show. So thanks for that. Go support her show. And um, I did that, and I was having a good night. I was having a really good night. Uh, until some asshole decided to to hit our car. I'll tell you what happened in a second. Here's how the night went down. I get to the city early. Jessie May throws me on her show beforehand, which I really appreciated, but I only put money in the meter for 927. Okay? So in New York City, they're like clockwork. They will fuck you with a ticket. You'll get a hundred dollar ticket like that, like nothing. Okay, the show starts at 10 at Gotham, so I wanted to run into this spot, do it real quick, and then run out to Gotham. So I run in, I get on stage at almost 9.27. So I even told the crowd, a few people there, comics, a few people just, you know, work out stuff, and I said, I'm basically, this fucking set just to get some stage time is going to cost me a hundred and something dollars. I'm thinking I'm going to get a ticket. I have a great time. I run some new material. I run out to the car afterwards. Guess what, folks? No ticket. I'm psyched. I'm like, yes. All right. Had a good time on stage, worked some new stuff out, got to my car 10, 15 minutes late after the, the, the pay meter time ran out. This is going to be fucking awesome night. Hopefully the Gotham show goes great, and it's a great night. Go there. Gotham show, like I said, really good. I go on stage uh, third to last. The last three was, yeah, it was Dean Edwards, then myself, then Matt Arisa and Attell. So I go on stage really honest stuff, did my new material, had a great time, okay, I got off going, wow, man, I really put myself out there, it was something where, like, I I did not care about the laughs, you know, as crazy as that sounds, I just wanted to talk about stuff that was on my mind that I knew that I could make funny eventually and see how it went, and it fucking, it, it, it started to come together, and I was really happy about that. You know, don't run out and do something and have to kill all the time. That's what I used to always worry about. That's what I used to always do. And I think it held me back a little bit because anytime any person is there, our pride is so great, we want to destroy. But you don't get better that way. Okay? You don't get better doing something you know works. You get better by putting yourself out there, making yourself vulnerable, and and taking a chance and seeing if that works. Because either way, you know and you're growing and that's the shit you need to do. And I did that, which made me feel like it was a great productive night. No ticket. Everything is good. Now, Joe Matarese and I both live in Westchester County. Joe took the train down because he was doing something on uh, the Nick DiPaolo and Artie Lang radio show. And um, he says, Verzi, can you drive me home? I said, absolutely. You're on the way. No problem. I'll meet you at Gotham. So uh, our manager, David Kimowitz, from... uh, CH Entertainment shows up, and he's like, hey, man, I'm at the Comedy Juice show to watch you guys. Why wouldn't he come down? He lives in New York. There's two of his clients on the show. Great. Dave's there. I love Dave. Kimowitz is awesome. Let's have a good time. So we uh, say, oh, you know what? After the show, let's uh, get something to eat or something to drink. So we decided, fuck that. Let's just get iced coffees and go home. Call it a night. It wasn't too late, but the show started late. So you know what? Let's, let's quit while we're ahead. It was one of those nights. Everything going good. Get home even early. Wow, great time. Great night. David and his girl live on 52nd Street. So me and Matarisa, we're going to slide up to 52nd Street, drop them off, hop on the West Side Highway. Boom, off we go. 
Drop Mattarese off to his home in Porchester, and then I go home. Right? Everything seems beautiful. Sorry, speaking of iced coffee, I'm drinking one right now. So anyways, we get our iced coffees, and we're just talking stupid shit. Mattarese is, is so fucking picky with stuff. He's like, I don't want to get any Splenda. I had a sweet and low once. It was disgusting. Me and Kimowitz are telling him, dude, it's different. <laughs> Splenda and, and, you know, Splenda's like a sugar substitute. Fucking sweet and low is disgusting. Just trust us. So he gets this thing, and we get in the car. We get into the brand new, my wife and I have a brand new Nissan Murano, which is my wife's car, and my lease on my car is up in a couple of months, and I'm getting a brand new car, because we lease every three years, and it's pretty close. We're only a few months away from each other, so every three years we get new cars. It's great. So I'm in my wife's beautiful new Nissan Murano. Uh, Love the car, too. Leather inside, cream leather inside, beautiful color outside. Love the truck. Trust me. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying it because it goes with this story. Believe me, I wouldn't be sitting here bragging about a fucking Nissan. Um, even though it's a beautiful truck, it's a fucking Nissan. It's not like I'm trying to talk about a Maserati here. But you'll see that it goes with the story, all right? So stop fucking judging me because I know some of you guys are like, why the fuck is he bragging about his car? I'm not. You're going to find out what happened. Okay. So we're driving along. And uh, I said, all right, I got to go to 52nd. Which, which is the best, which is the fastest way? I don't live in New York City anymore. My mind is not on the fucking cross streets anymore. So Kimowitz is there, fresh in his mind. You tell me how to get there. He goes, well, you could do 8th, but you know what? Why don't you go down and make a right onto 10th Avenue? Fine. We're sitting there talking, shooting the shit, having a good time. And as I'm coming to the light, <laughs> uh, to, to, I put my right-hand signal on. And I'm about to make the turn onto um, 10th Avenue, and it's going to just take it up. From 10th, we're just going to take it right up and then cross over or whatever. And as we're pulling up to the light to make the turn, bam, just get fucking whacked hard. And we're all like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, I, I, I couldn't, I think it was Matt Arise. Matt Arise goes, fuck. And, and, and Kim Woods goes, what the fuck? And I was just kind of like really thrown for a second because... I was doing something like I was like doing an act like I was in the act of either putting a blinker on or ready to make a turn or ready to stop like all of that shit at the same time. And then I got whacked. So it kind of fucking threw me a little more than it threw them. Um, so we're kind of out of it for a second. I put make sure I put the car in park real quick. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't my first accident. So um and, like, the guy just hit us flush in the back. The good news was we all knew right away that we weren't at fault. So that was kind of cool to get out of the way. But then we just wanted to make sure, all right, what the fuck just happened? So I was so discombobulated for a second, I kept trying to hit unlock to get out. And for some reason, I just kept hitting lock. Like, lock, lock. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And then finally, I unlock the door and I get out. And this is the funny part. Uh, we've been laughing about this. And I've been goofing about this the whole time. Um... Everybody that I was talking to about this thinks this is one of the funniest fucking things. And I got to be honest, I've been texting people and talking to people about it. I get out of the car and obviously the first thing I do without even looking at who hit me, I come out and I look at the back of the truck. And as I'm looking at the back of our truck, the guy who hit us has his head sticking out the window and he just goes, so what do you think? (laughs) <laughs> I've been texting people, so what do you think, and saying it, and we've had a kick out of it, and I just looked at him, the guy's fucking hood was a mess, his car was hit pretty good, okay, now the first thing I said when I saw these two fucking assholes in the car, I go, are you guys alright, yeah, yeah, we're fine, fucking fine, they're acting like nothing, they acted completely weird, which let me know they were up to no good, okay, they just wanted to get the fuck out of it, so what do you think, so what do you think, meaning, hey, is it bad enough? Can I just get the fuck out of here? So I go, dude, I just got this car. Like, we just got this car a month ago. Like, I can't, I can't have, like, you know. So my car had, like, a little bit of a, like, a, a, a little dent going across and some, you know, just like a scrapes. Not, not really bad. His hood bent up, couldn't open. Like, his hood was bent almost in half. Like, his hood was fucked up. His front, the front of his car was messed up. Okay. And I go, dude, you know. I, I can't just let you go. Like, you know, and I'm looking over at Kimowitz and Matarese to be like, I can't let this guy go, right? So Kimowitz says to me, you know, they're going to charge you for this when you bring the car in. So the guy in the driver's seat was so fucking discombobulated. He goes, when are you bringing it in? 
And I just looked at him and I was like, I don't know, every fucking month for service, dude, give me your info. <laughs> like, he just was trying to get out of it. So then I got nervous because then he kept saying, well, let's just pull over to the side of the road. Why don't you pull over to the side of the road? And I'm thinking, this guy wants to take off. You know, I'm not making this shit up. He's got a hippie, like a hippie friend in the passenger seat with long white hair and a tie-dyed t-shirt. Okay? It, it was ridiculous. He was like a character. He was like Jim Brewer's character, like a hippie version of Jim Brewer's character on Half-Baked. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And he's like, why don't we pull over? You know, we don't want anybody to come. And, and I was realizing as he was doing it, he was nervous. He was nervous the cops were going to come. So finally his friend gets out and walks over to Joe and David. And when he did that, I knew the guy wasn't going to drive away and leave him. So I pull over a little bit. Then he pulls over a little bit. He comes out. He goes, so what do you want to do? He goes, I took the brunt of it. Like that matters. The fact that this guy's car got more fucked up than mine. He hit me. So then I start to like smell if he's got alcohol on him and I can't like I feel I feel like he's got some cover up of alcohol on him like you know some kind of gum or something. So his friend admits, "Yeah, I'm the drunk one. He's fine. I've been drinking. He he hasn't." But I knew he, he I knew that he had been. Okay, we knew that they were both drinking. So now me, I didn't want to fuck the guy's life up, you know? I didn't want to I don't want to fucking call the cops on the guy, but I'm also not going to let the guy go and I'm going to make damn well sure that my car is you know, that my car is okay. Um, now, I mean, did the guy act really drunk where I didn't think he was safe on the road? No, I just didn't know if they were, you know, at a bar and the friend drank more and he might have had one or two. So I'm not trying to ruin the fucking guy's life. I didn't think, you know, I didn't think, and, and I couldn't prove that he was drinking. We just thought that he was. So it was one of those things where I don't want to call, I don't want to also look like a dick too. If I call a cop and go, yeah, this guy's drunk and they check and he like barely even drank anything or didn't at all. Uh, we just thought he was, but I didn't know if he was high on weed. I didn't know, but it, something told me don't call the cops just fucking cause this guy was trying to get out of getting anything. So my number one objective right now was I need to fucking get this guy's information so I can put the claim in. And he's still kind of stalling. He goes, so what do you want, my license? I go, dude, just get give me your insurance card, okay, your insurance information and all that. And then finally things started to settle down where he gave me his info. I wrote it down. I got his insurance policy number, which was, uh, you know, progressive, whatever. I got, the, I got the license plate. He had a Connecticut plate. I took that. I took his first name. I checked the progressive. I checked his insurance card to make sure that it was him and the name that he was giving me. And it was. Um, so I, I got all the info. And, um, and that was pretty much, you know, that was pretty much it. His kind of, and then, then he goes, and this is what made me think something was off with the guy. I'm pretty sure he was drinking, but I, you know, I can't prove it, but I'm pretty sure he looks at his thing like five minutes after, like he recognized so much later and he goes, Oh my God, look at my hood. Look at my hood, my fucking hood. And he just started trying to like push it down. (laughs) He tried, like it was clearly the metal was bent and he just tried pushing it down with his hand, you know? Um, just crazy. Like he was the Incredible Hulk, where he could just fucking mush it down and then leave, like nothing happened. So totally, you know, this guy was fucking just either an idiot. Discom- I don't even know how he hit that hard, and he they were okay because even like he hit my he hit the sweet spot of my bumper, and his fucking hood and front was was really messed up. And they were just like, no, we're good. Like we, so that made me think, like, holy shit, like this guy either bumped his head or, or whatever. So we went from having this great night to dealing with this, and then we were just like, shit, you know, how do you feel? Is everybody all right? Everybody seemed to be fine the next day, and that's how a great night of comedy ended. But I'm just glad the guy didn't like t-bone me and hit us in the side because he kind of went in good enough to where if he would have hit the sweet spot of the side of the car, especially where Matt Arise was sitting and, and uh, Kimowitz was in the middle of two car seats. Uh, that couldn't that, that might have not been so good. So, And I will tell you this. If my son or new baby girl were in the car, I would have got out and I would have been a fucking lot less lenient. I probably would have I probably would have started fucking hitting the guy and, and been an idiot and got arrested myself, especially if, if, if my kids were in the car. Because... You know, the guy clearly wasn't paying attention. Matt Arise said that he heard sliding because it was raining, so he heard skidding. David said he didn't hear anything, and I'll be honest, I didn't hear anything either. I think the guy clearly wasn't paying attention and just fucking was talking to his fucking hippie friend 
and um, and just hit us. That's what I think. Because, you know, usually before an accident or you, you'll hear something or somebody tries to, and I we just got whacked. Um, so that was that. That was Tuesday night. And uh, then we dropped David home, uh, and me and Joe went home, and then that, that was it. So that was the, the hitting thing. Appreciate some people, um, you know, contacted us to find out if we were okay. And, you know, we definitely were. I said I, I made a statement on Facebook saying, you know, what happened and that we were okay. But I appreciate people's concern. And, uh, you know, yeah, it was just one of those things where a guy not fucking paying attention could, could hit you. And it, and it fucking happened. And so what do you think is the funniest thing? <laughs> So what do you think? Meanwhile, I wanted to be like, what do I think? Your fucking hood is totaled, and you just hit me. Give me your registration card, okay? That's what the fuck I think. Like the guy, you know what? Him saying, so what do you think, for a split second, actually almost psyched me out to where I was going to go, ah, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe I should fucking let this guy go, which my wife would have killed me, and rightfully so, you know? But I was like, oh, maybe my car didn't get that bad, which, you know, it's it, it's felt much worse. And then all of a sudden you see his car, and you're like, yeah, we just got into a fucking accident. So what do you think? Just go to my Facebook or my Twitter and just say, so what do you think? Because that it is it is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what do you think? I could totally see a spoof in a movie where, like, two cars are just completely demolished. Like, people have, like, the jaws of life pulling the top of the car open, dragging people out. And the guy's, like, so, like, on a gurney. So what do you think? Should we drive away from this? <laughs> you know, no harm, no foul. Um, Yeah, so that was that. And <laughs> he tried pushing it down with his hand. Ah, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know what? One time, I actually, back in the day when I was in high school, somebody rammed me in the back when I was at a red light, and their fucking head hit <laughs> their own windshield, and they had blood coming down, and they acted fine, which I found absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Oh, my God. People are fucked up, man. Don't drink and drive. Really, don't drink and drive. You can hurt somebody. It's really fucked up, and... um you know, it's just fucked up, man, you know, and the reason why the people who, you know, live are drunk, it's because their muscles and all that, they say, you know, when you're sober and you get into a bad accident, like you get tense, you tense up, that's when like a lot of problems happen, but the drunk assholes are like, oh yeah, guess what, and the drunk guy lived and he killed people, it's because he doesn't even fucking, his, his muscles, he doesn't even fucking know what he's doing, so his body is... Um, like limp or whatever. And speaking of that, man, I had a really fucking heart-stopping, horrible thing happen. My son Lucas, um, thank, thank the good Lord he's okay. Uh, and this just ties into what I was saying. We have a big staircase at home, and he fell down the stairs. And he's kind of like slipped down a couple before, but like this was like a full-fledged. He got so excited to go downstairs, and he had a basket of his toys, and he just fucking just just went too fast and and like like a movie went down the stairs and and it went to, and like hit the bottom floor and I'm like oh my god dude is my son's legs or arm broken it was the most fucking horrifying thing and he got up crying cuz he was scared and the first thing he asked was how his toys were um and I just held him and it was really fucked up but I think like babies or small people like when they do shit like like when they roll or hit they don't have they're like they're, it's, they're like superheroes. It's like the closest thing, you know, like they're just, they could just fall into something, just kind of walk it off. You know, meanwhile, you do it when you're in your, you know, late 20s or early 30s or or above that and you're just fucking in the hospital for three weeks. But um, that's what, you know, that's what happens with the drunk driver. So it's really scary. So we're fine. And uh, so what do you think? We'll leave it on that note. Um, now, I have to talk about the blockbuster that is the new movie, The Avengers, because I saw it, I had to see it. I was going into the city, and every comedian, and every friend, and everybody I was bumping into would not shut up about seeing The Avengers. Do you see The Avengers? I'm going for the second time. I saw it twice. I saw it opening night at midnight at Thursday. Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? 
I didn't see it now. I'm not a big comic book movie guy. Love Dark Knight, though. Dark Knight is my... Dark Knight, to me, is a godfather of all those movies. I love Dark Knight. Heath Ledger as the Joker. I thought it was fucking... It'll never be done again. They should retire the Joker forever after that character. Um, I wasn't big on Spider-Man. I wasn't really big on uh, the earlier Batmans. Uh, Didn't care for the Hulk movies. Uh, Iron Man was kind of cool, but I didn't go nuts for it the way a lot of people did. I just didn't. I thought it was cool, but I don't like... Because the thing... I didn't grow up reading the comic books. You know, I didn't, I just, you know, I knew about it, like, I like Superman, people hated Superman, I just liked the fact that, like, he's that strong and shit, but, like, that wasn't even, like, I didn't, like, get, I didn't love it, um, so, last night, I performed the first night here in Syracuse at Wise Guys Comedy Club, um, and I was like, fuck it, you know what, I'm in Syracuse, I'm alone, what am I, what else am I gonna do? Besides go to my hotel room, which doesn't have fucking HBO, by the way. My hotel room does not have HBO, which I think is absolutely... It's 2012, okay? That was a very nice hotel. They redid it. Um, they redid the whole thing a couple of years ago, and I got to give them credit. Like, It's really nice. The walls, the carpeting, the beds are comfortable. It's very clean. The bathrooms are really nice. So it's definitely a nice hotel. But not having HBO in a hotel is fucking unacceptable all right that'll go down as unacceptable for this week i know that i didn't do unacceptable a couple of weeks in a row i think so i'm gonna do two unacceptables to make up for number one any fucking hotel on this planet in 2012 that does not have hbo or a movie channel or the option to purchase new release movies from the room unacceptable all right what's next you're not gonna have fucking wi-fi it's ridiculous. Thank God they have wireless internet. But it's stupid. You have to have HBO in your fucking hotel room. Are you kidding me? I, I don't... I, like, how could you, like, seriously be like, yeah, let's redo this place. Let's put granite in the bathroom. Okay, we're going to redo the walls. We're going to put nice carpeting, all kinds of nice shit on the walls. The bed, the mattresses are awesome. Um, and they don't have a big flat screen TV in the room. I know I sound like a fucking prima donna here. But you know what? You got comedians in town from out of town. And, uh, you know, you need to have fucking HBO so they could be entertained. That's all I'm saying. Unacceptable. So, last night I go and see a 1015 movie uh, in 3D of the Avengers. And the amount of nerds that were running around excited was another unacceptable. (laughs) It was just guys, grown men. Now listen, I went alone, so I can't really act like, well, you fucking went... But listen, I, I explained. I had nothing to do. I'm here. I would have liked to have seen it with a friend or somebody. I'll probably see it again just to take it in with somebody else because it was so much action. It was like an overload. But, and don't get me wrong, I was excited. I got my Diet Coke and my Sour Patch Kids, which I always do. Well, it's either Gummy Bears or Sour Patch Kids. But they give you more for your money with the Sour Patch Kids. Um, and I was a little hungrier. So I got my Diet Coke. I got my Sour Patch Kids. I got my fucking 3D glasses. And I was good to go. And I'm sitting there going, this is going to be cool. And then all of a sudden, just waves of nerds. Like, way too excited. <laughs> you know? Like, you would have thought these dudes were, like, going to get the best blowjob they ever got in their life. <laughs> Like, they were just, like, clapping, like, you know, rubbing their hands together, like, you know? It, it was just, it would be like if the hottest girl or, like, your wife or girlfriend or someone's like, get over here, I'm going to give you the best blowjob of your life right now. Like, that look you'd have on your face walking <laughs> to her was how these people looked walking to a fucking com- comic book movie. There were these two guys standing outside the theater, I shit you not, and they're standing outside. And I got my glasses, and I'm about to walk in. And he goes, sir, sir, yeah, they're not letting us in yet. Sorry. And I was like, all right, man, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. So I'm just waiting with them. And they're fucking psyched. So I looked at him, and I go, is this guy, you guys second time or first time? He's like, no, no, first time. Did you see it once yet? I'm like, no, no, this is my first time too. And they're like, yeah. So I'm like, all right, these guys are cool. <laughs> Open the theater doors. These guys, I guess, walk right to the front row, first row, empty theater. Empty theater, too. It wasn't like there was a line to get in. As a matter of fact, the movie theater probably only had like 30 people in it tops. Maybe less, to be honest. Maybe like 20. And 
they go dead smack in the middle of the front row with their glasses fucking ready, like before previews even come on. Like these dudes were fucking pumped and ready to go, okay? And I remember I was tweeting about it and I was just laughing. I'm sitting there alone laughing. And um, it was really funny because you just see these guys and you're like, you know, they've been waiting. Like when other Marvel comic book movie previews came on, like you just heard people going, yes. (laughs) I've never, this is like, this is like porn to comic book nerds. Like it's, it's the most like, again, I love fucking movies. You know, you guys know that if you listen to this podcast, you know that I, I talk about movies constantly. It's part of my podcast. I talk, I, I have a movie segment on my show. So, I would never knock it. And I'm even going to talk about Avengers, which I liked. But there, I think that if you grew up watching and, you know, watching all the shows on TV and reading all the comic books, I could get that. But there needs to come an age. <laughs> you need to get to an age in your life where, like, you're psyched to see a movie, yes, but it's not like the... It, it's not like, I mean, these, these people that were walking around this movie theater were, were fucking, you could tell they were waiting, man. They were fucking waiting. Like I was waiting for somebody to, you know, just fucking to come dressed in green and purple, like the Hulk. Like it, you felt like, holy shit, dude, there's some people that are really fucking into this. Um, so anyway, I go in and since I like dark Knight so much, I was I was interested to see the new Batman uh, preview, which I thought was awesome. The trailer for the new Batman that's going to come out. Um, I also saw the preview for uh, Spider Man, and that didn't look bad. I think that they're just trying to take it up to another level with all this 3D shit and everything that they're doing. They kind of got to keep up, you know, kind of keep up with the Joneses as far as like you know what's acceptable now with all the 3D and the technology and stuff. And some of the movies look really cool. Um, even some of the other 3D movies. Like Tim Burton's weird shit. He's got some Frankenweenie movie coming out and all this other shit. Like, and then there's a new Disney movie coming out with a princess, and that looked pretty good in 3D. So the the visual effects were unbelievable. Okay, so now let's get to the Avengers. Um, really, really thought the action was. I don't know if I've ever seen that much action. Like it was like overload action for. for for two hours, man, fucking explosions and fighting. The fight scene. There was a sick fight scene between um, between Thor and Iron Man, which I thought was fucking awesome. Um, there was there was a great fight scene between the Hulk. Was it the Hulk and fucking? The Hulk was awesome. I thought the Hulk and Iron Man made the movie for me. Um, the Hulk was the shit, but he actually, the Hulk was fighting with everybody. The Hulk was fighting like, cause the Hulk had that whole, when he first like fucking hulked out, he was just like a madman and like, you know, people were trying to like calm him down, but he like, that dude is such a bad, like catching shit in the air and jumping and I don't want to give anything away, but he was a badass dude. Like Hulk was sick. Iron Man was sick. I, I got to see it again just because the visual effects were that insane. Um, that you're just, it was visually spectacular. Um, and actually, you know what? A good story too. You know, uh, some of it was obviously incredible. I mean, it's, it's all, inc- how could I even say that? Some of it was incredible. Like the whole thing's not incredible that a doctor could turn into like a fucking four story green monster who can jump from fucking, you know, from burrow to burrow. And I'm like, you know, a little bit of it was, a little bit of it was unrealistic. <laughs> A guy, a guy could just fucking get mad and hulk out and grab a plane out of the sky and snap it in half. And I, I say a little bit of, but but you know what I mean. Like it, you know. I, I I'm not. I don't like the whole. I don't know how I could say this without giving anything away. Now you know what. See the movie. Definitely worth it. I mean, it's 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 worth it. Really, really good. If you're a comic book nerd, you know, you know, bring an extra pair of underwear. Because it was that, it, it was ridiculous. You know, um, I'm not a comic book nerd, and I thought, wow, this is probably some of the best action I've ever seen in a movie ever. Visually, in 3D, it was insane. You know, the Hulk, all of them had their moments. 
The Hulk was badass, Iron Man, but even Thor had some good moments. And then uh, the chick, that Natasha chick, that, um, I don't know what they call her, Black Widow or whatever, the, the chick that uh, Scarlett Johansson played, she was cool in it. She had some good fight scenes. And then the Hawk guy had some cool scenes with his uh, with his bow and arrow and stuff. And, you know, so I would definitely check it out. Worth it. If you like action, you like comic books, it's an absolute must. If you just like action and you like seeing incredible shit on screen like I do um, with a good story, then you'll love it too. But see it. Worth it. Broke records and stuff, and, and I could see why. Um, I like more of a movie movie, if that makes sense. Like, I like more of a Dark Knight where it's like a real movie storyline and the main characters happen to be guys that are fucking have like all this special shit. This is just a straight up superhero feat, just, just insane, you know, but I would check it out. It was really good. And make sure you stay at the end to watch the end. Because uh, what Marvel does is after the movie's over, after all the credits come up, even the lights come on, they show something real quick, which was kind of cool and funny. So I would see that too. Um, And I know I'm a week late on this, so this is basically for the people who are on the fence because the movie's been out now for a week. So I'm sure it'll be out for another two weeks, but um, stay after the credits. And uh, anybody that didn't like the movie, I'm just curious why, and email me. Or go to my Facebook and let me know why. Because there were definitely some things that I would have changed. But I definitely liked it. And I, I really don't have anything bad to say about it. But um, I think that things could have been done differently. I mean, I guess you could say hindsight's twenty twenty. You could say that about any movie um, that would have made it better. But let me know what you think about it. And especially for you people that didn't like it. Um, I talked to some people that are comic book freaks. And they were like, yeah, Dark Knight was good but wasn't great. And I find it interesting. I feel like if you really like comic books, you didn't like Dark Knight as much as people that didn't read comic books. If you weren't into comic books, I feel like, and you saw Dark Knight, you really fucking liked it. And I think that's because it was more of a movie movie, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, Actually, in Syracuse, I'm probably going to see another movie. I'm thinking about seeing either that uh, Edgar Allan Poe movie, The Raven, with John Cusack. I think it's John Cusack. Or that uh, Jason Statham movie, Safe. Where that little Asian girl can remember math numbers. Which is such a stereotype, isn't it? (laughs) This little Asian girl could just fucking... She's great at math. Could it be more fucking stereotypical? Okay. What else do we want to talk about? Yes. Oh, so unacceptable for the week would be any hotel room without HBO in 2012. Will also be waiting online for any movie anytime ever. Seriously. Like, does it have to be the first... You have to be the first fucking... Get a hold of yourself. You're a fucking grown-up. Is it going to kill you if it comes out on Friday and you see it on Monday or Tuesday or even Sunday? Get a hold of yourself. You're a fucking grown-up. And don't come to the fucking movie with your t-shirt on. It's fucking embarrassing for you and everybody else around who has to fucking look at you while you're online with that stupid grin on your face and fucking 3D glasses holding your, your soda and your popcorn looking around at your friends like you're about to get blown by the hottest fucking Swedish nan... <laughs> Swedish... I don't know why I just associate Swedish with nannies. I think it's because of Tiger Woods's wife. But yeah, just like... You got this look on your face like you're about to get handed a million dollars and like you just won the lottery and you're going to see a fucking comic book movie, man. It's a joke. You know, I I, I get being excited, but like I have to see if I fucking have to. I'm going. I'm going. We're going now. We're, I'm going right now to the movies. Right. I will wait. We'll wait. We're getting tickets now. We got to go right now. No, we can't go tomorrow because we can't go tomorrow. Like that, to me, that's fucking ridiculous. Is I mean, I know nobody is waiting to blow that guy. And maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe that's why. Uh, okay. So that's unacceptable for the week. Now we will do, wow, 40 minutes in. 40 minutes in. Episode 61. We got some good stuff in this one, I think. We got the Avengers in. We got uh, me, Matt Arisa, my manager getting hit by a guy. So what do you think? We got um, the birth of my daughter. 
which we open the show with. So this has been a uh, this has been a good one. This one's got some good highlights in it. Um, we'll do a little sports, and then we'll do some plugs, and we'll get out of here. How about that? Okay, sports. Um, uh, oh, by the way, by the way, I want to on a sad note. Um, I want to say that uh, I was very saddened to hear the news and I was actually a little shocked to hear the news because um even though I knew that he had been dealing with some health issues for a long time um I did not know um you know what had happened uh leading up to to this but uh Rich Ramirez had passed away uh Rich Ramirez was a comedian for I think 30 years um, I met Rich years ago at Bananas Comedy Club in New Jersey, and from the first time I ever met him, he was just a, such a sweetheart. Really was a sweetheart of a guy. I know you hear that. People always say that about somebody that has passed, that passes away. Oh, you know, he was he was a sweetheart. He was a great guy. But this guy truly was one of those guys that never, ever talked bad about anybody. He um, always gave, like, his, his advice. He would always help if he could help. Um, and very recently, Rich had called me up to uh, get give me some local work, and he would always say things like, "I know the money's not great, but I was thinking about you. It's in your neighborhood, and um, you know I'm glad that I did the did the gigs, and and I worked with him on one. Um, you know, really funny guy, really nice guy, good person, and uh, he had a lot of issues. Um, you know, and he battled it, man. He battled it. He had, I believe, he had a liver transplant." years ago liver or kidney no i'm pretty sure he had a, he had a liver transplant years ago in like 97 and then in 99 he, he battled colon cancer and the guy you would never know it from him you know he never showed that he would just be so happy to be on stage doing what he loved to do and i was really saddened to hear the news so uh, if you get a chance um you can uh, just type in rich ramirez and, um, you know, I don't know if he had many clips up there or whatever, but he did it for a long time. He was a veteran, and I could promise you that he treated people with respect, and he was a good man and a funny man and, and a good, a great comedian and a great person, and uh, he'll be missed. And when I saw the news, it was uh, shocking and very sad. So my thoughts and prayers are with, um, you know, him and his family and anybody that he left behind. Um, so rest in, peach, rest, in, uh, rest in peace to Rich Ramirez. And, um, yeah, it was just a, you know, terrible, terrible news. Um, I'm just glad that he doesn't have to have any more health problems or worry about it anymore, and I hope he's in a better place. Uh, okay, so um, it's hard to segue after that. You know, you're just like, uh, so the Knicks are out of it. You know, <laughs> like, what do I say? But, um, you know, the Knicks season's done, and uh, it's like they just kind of got put out of their misery. They were, They were, you know what, they got outclassed. The Miami Heat were just better. That's it. The Miami Heat were just better. We were hurt. Shumpert was out. Uh, Lynn was out. Amari was out for a game. Uh, Baron Davis was out. You know, just couldn't overcome the injuries and uh, just got just got beat by a better team flat out. That's really what happened. So, you know, they made the playoffs. They played good down the stretch. They gave the fans some exciting moments. Got a playoff win finally. Uh, that shouldn't be the goal you know, to get one playoff win, but you know what, when you get swept three years in a row, at least, at least we got to see that, so Knicks are gone, and um, I was glad to see, though, after I saw Avengers last night, I came home, and the first thing I saw was the Lakers lost, and the Denver Nuggets have tied them in this series, and uh, Andrew Bynum is such a jerk, isn't he, he just quits, he doesn't, like, even look at his team. He's sitting there. He's not taking part in the huddle. The coach benched him for the fourth quarter. He's supposed to be one of the best players on the team, one of the most dominant players in the league, and he's sitting on the bench. And it's funny. When we went to the game, I went to the game with Bill Burr, and Bill Burr looked at Andrew Bynum and just said, Andrew Bynum exudes I don't give a fuck. And he really does. He's just sitting there, and he doesn't care. He's walking up. He's jogging up and down like he's bored. I loved what Kobe said when they were like, Kobe, do you think your team matched your effort and your heart last night? And he goes, of course they didn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. And then he was like, I'm glad Ron Artest is coming back because he's the only guy that I could count on to play with the, you know, with the urgency. And that was a shot to the team. But Kobe, good for Kobe because those other guys are soft and they don't play. They don't play. But fuck the Lakers. They're done too. I think, you know, I predicted Oklahoma City, I think, is going to win it all over the Heat this year. That was my prediction. I'm sticking to it. Um, 
Do I think the Heat can squeeze it out? Yes. Do I think Oklahoma can? Yes. And I think that they have better. I think that they just have better, uh, better overall team. So we'll see about that. But the NBA playoffs, I'm into. It's a shame what happened to the Bulls. Number one seed, Derrick Rose goes down, and then they lose to the Sixers. So Sixers fans, chill the fuck out. All right, calm down. Oh, this is great. You you won the series because Derrick Rose was hurt. It's a sad reality. Yes, you played good. Yes, you rose to the occasion. You won the series because Derrick Rose was out, period. Okay, they were the number one seed. You guys are the eighth seed. Okay, there is no way that that fucking young 76er team would have beaten a healthy Bulls. Okay, if it wouldn't even have been close. I don't even think it would have went to six games. Relax. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I have no hatred towards this Philadelphia 76ers at all. Okay, the only Philadelphia team that I really, truly don't like is the Eagles. Okay, but I really don't hate the Phillies, and I really don't hate the 76ers. This isn't a New York bias thing. I promise it's not. If it was, I would say, oh, maybe I'm being a little biased. I'm not. But you got to chill out. And I know the real 76ers fans know that the reason why they won that series is because Derrick Rose was out. If it was the Knicks, you know, I'll admit to this day, the reason why the Knicks got to the finals in 94 was because Michael Jordan was retired. I'll admit that. Okay. Um, and what else is going on? So, yeah, there's some good series, and uh, I love watching the NBA playoffs. I Again, still, I'll let you guys know when I give a shit about baseball. Hasn't happened yet. And, um, man, this, this thing about football concussions is really scary, though, isn't it? Like, I found out that Junior Seau was complaining about being sick and having headaches all the time, and he was never on the concussion list once. Meaning, how many other guys are out there fucked up from that, man? It's a brutal sport. And, you know, Mike Francesa on The Fan in New York made a great point. He said, you know, I never thought twice about letting my kids play football, but you got to worry about all the head, all the hits, you know, high school, college, and then a pro level. Um, and does it make sense for a kid to try to play in college if he's not going to play with those fucking mammoths in, in, in the pros to get hit like that? Because after four years, it's done. And you're going against these guys that are trying to get into the pros that are, you know, 300 pounds and fast and, like, insane. So it's scary. they got to try to do something with the helmets because it's like guys are shooting themselves in the chest so so they could do research on brains to make things better. I mean, that's really fucking sad and scary. Uh, he was also talking about Jim McMahon, the old quarterback of the Bears, who, like, his wife said he goes out. She doesn't even know if he's going to come home some days. He's so fucking out of it from all the hits because he was a smaller guy. So that's scary shit, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, what, what do you do if you're getting a paycheck and it's making you a shitload of money but your brain is turning to mush? I don't know. So uh, that's pretty much all I got on sports. I, I guess I'm rooting for Oklahoma City now. And I'm rooting for the Lakers to lose and the Heat to lose. That's it. So that'll do it for sports. I wish I had more things to talk about sports. I would probably be a lot more excited about sports if the Knicks could have made some noise. I would have loved loved to see the Knicks get out of the first round. But what can you do? I actually got sad when they lost. Like I was sad. Like taking it out of my wife. Just like, why are you asking me to do shit? I don't care that there's a newborn here. The Knicks just lost. Shut your face. Okay, plugs. This week, last night was the first night. Tonight I got two shows. Tomorrow I got three shows. I am at Wise Guys Comedy Club here in Syracuse, New York. Um, ready to leave already. Just kidding. But maybe not really. Um, we will have a good time here at Syracuse. So if you are in the area and you want to come out to a good show, I'm here with Joe DeVito. Very funny. We're having a good time. And these aren't even my shows. I am featuring this week for Joe DeVito. And Joe DeVito is very funny, so you're getting a nice one-two punch and uh, come out. I'm doing a bunch of new material. It'll be worth it, okay? And then the big show that I have coming up um, where I'm going to be really stretching out and at a beautiful place, Levity Live in New York at the Palisades Mall, West Nyack, New York, one of the most beautiful comedy clubs in the country. I said it once. I'll say it again. Come out. Come out to that, man, if you're around. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, doing uh, some of the uh, the new stuff that I got there and uh, taping some stuff for the documentary movie that we're doing and everything, which will be, you know, a lot of live stuff is going to be taped there. Or the show will be taped there, I should say. 
So uh, that's pretty much it. And now I have some dates where I will be traveling. So I just booked my flight to Atlanta. I will be going also to San Antonio. The, actually, the first week of June, uh, or the uh, June 6th through 10th, I will be at the River Center Comedy Club. I will be headlining that in San Antonio, Texas, June 6th through the 10th. Then, June 14th through the 17th, I will be opening for the legendary Dom Herrera at the Punchline in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm going to ATL June 14th through 17th, and I am opening for a legendary comedian. It's going to be awesome. If you are down there, go to the show. Okay? Those are the next ones. So we got Levity, May 17th. Then I am local around New York. And then I go back on the road June 6th through 10th at the River Center in San Antonio. And then with Dom Herrera in Atlanta at the Punchline June 14th through 17th. Uh, the website will be updated with those dates in the next day or so. Okay, go to my Twitter, follow me, at Paul Verzi on Twitter. That's V-I-R-Z-I. -I. I'm sick of people fucking it up, so I'm just going to spell it for people. And um, that's pretty much it, everybody. This was episode 61. I really appreciate it. Again, appreciate the well wishes about my daughter. Uh, appreciate any concern you guys had about that stupid drunk idiot who just fucking bumped us really hard in the city. And um, go see the Avengers, but just don't wait online. Wait, you'll be fine if you just wait. I promise you'll be fine. Okay, if you, if, you, if you can't go right away, you know, you don't have to go buy the t-shirt. You don't have to get a tattoo. Just go at your leisure. It, it, the movie's not going anywhere. And guess what, guys? If you can't make the movie, not the end of the world, you could get it on a DVD. Yeah. Or Netflix in time if you could fucking wait. If your head's not going to explode. So um, that's it. Check me out. And uh, hopefully uh, you, my followers in New York, I will see you at Levity. Uh, and if you're around down, uh, down south, check me out in Texas and Atlanta. Talk to you soon, everybody. Thank you.